Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 294 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. How the hell are you guys doing today? It is Thursday, March 18th, 2021. Let's go ahead and have a podcast. Oh, another slow-ass day at my work. God damn, slow, 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 slow. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I love to have a job, <laughs> and uh, there's nothing wrong with, with slow days, but it does make them drag on quite a bit. Uh, nothing special going on. It's cold here in Michigan. It's, you know, uh, spring officially starts on Saturday, but it does not feel like it today. Uh, I think the high only got up into like the low 40s, maybe mid 40s, and it's windy as fuck right now. I mean, like 40 mile per hour winds. So, uh, yeah, it's outdoors is not the place you want to be. <laughs> not right now, anyways. I feel bad for anybody who has to work outdoors in these kind of conditions because there's, it's not really, it's not raining or snowing or anything like that. And, it's above freezing, so you would think, you know, it wouldn't be a big deal. And anybody who works outside is certainly going to be working out of it, but it's just kind of miserable out because of the high winds and such. So I'm um, lucky enough not to have to do that. Um, I did, I, I'm gonna, let me think back. I worked on a long crew for a little while, so that was an outdoor job. Um, I At one point, I sold magazines door to door. That was an outdoor job. <laughs> but, but for most uh, most part, my jobs have been indoors. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> that dog barking in the background is my dog, Lulu, who has found something in the breezeway that she's afraid of. So she's barking at it. Uh, the before mentioned winds are, are making my house make weird noises at the moment. And it's freaking out my dogs. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully she will uh, stop that very soon. If not, uh, if not with the next minute or two, I'm going to go get her ass. <laughs> It's unacceptable, unprofessional. You can't have dogs barking in the background of a podcast. What kind of fucking show is this? I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> oh, what do you guys want to talk about? You guys got something? I've got topics. I've always got topics. You guys know me. I'm really good at topics. They're mostly going to be shitty ones, but I have them. <laughs> Remember back in the day, I used to try to get topics for uh, when I had a uh, co-host, uh, but you know, I stopped doing that after he shot down every single fucking one of the topics I brought to him. Didn't complain that I never had topics for him. Don't don't understand how that works. <laughs> okay, what are we looking at? Uh, bicyclist falls to death trying to beat Miami drawbridge. Yeah. Well, this is one of those things where you can't feel too terribly sorry for him because they did something dumb. Um, a bicyclist who ignored warning signs and tried to beat a Miami drawbridge bridge, excuse me, slid to his death down a rising concrete slab. Police said. Fred Mendina, 58, who was on his morning bike ride from uh, Arvatura to Key Biscon. I don't know where those places are. Hold on just for a second. I'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, come on now. You're barking at fucking nothing. No, you didn't do anything wrong. You're a good girl. Yeah, I guess I gave her too much of the tone. She looked at me like, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, I try not to yell at my dogs at all because, you know, it just makes, it doesn't work well with them. You know, yelling at your dog never really gets them to do what you want anyways. You got to work with them in other ways. But anyways, bicyclist falls to his death. Um, yeah, uh, when he, he was doing going someplace from someplace when he tried to make it past the drawbridge over the Miami River around 6 a.m. I think a different Miami River than, uh, maybe not. No, no, no. He might, it might've been in Florida then. Um, he slid down the bridge and fell in between the section of the bridge that moves in the fixed part of the roadway. 
said Medina's friend, Stefan Tannebaum, who spoke to WSBN. Medina had been biking with another friend who crossed the bridge ahead of him, he said. And it turns out this guy's, you know, shouldn't be an idiot. He was a, a entertainment and technology executive who mostly worked in Latin America media. Uh, he was the principal of Redline Advisors, a media marketing consulting firm. And before that, he was a managing director for the Latin America for BBC and had executive roles at a whole bunch of other places. So he wasn't an idiot, you wouldn't think. Um, but he did something really fucking idiotic. So my question is, they didn't really get too specific about that. Did he fall to his death by sliding down that and it was enough of an impact when he get to the, got to, to the bridge part that it killed him? Did he slide down and the bridge part was open, you know, enough that he slid all the way through and to whatever was below that? Did he get slide down to the where the, they met, got caught there and got crushed when it, you know, closed? What happened? They're very, very vague about what happened there, which makes me think the worst, really, because, you know, or maybe I'm just reading into it for too much, but certainly that's a stupid way to die. I mean, it's one thing if you're uh, riding a, you know, you're in a car, you <laughs> You you think you think you're gonna duke's a hazard it? Uh, what the fuck did he think he was gonna do it with a bicycle? <laughs> you know, um, how far of a gap do you think that bike was gonna go? I mean, <laughs> and and keep in mind he went past barriers, so the the drawbridge was already in motion when he got onto it. So. I guess he thought he was going so fast that, you know, it, uh, that the drawbridge would only be able to get up a foot or two, maybe, you know, and he'd be able to jump that like some badass bike rider. Oh, well, clearly that's not what happened. So I, I don't know. So there's your stupid death of the day. I don't know. Do you guys know anybody in real life who's died from basically their own stupidity? Um, for myself, I can't really think of anybody. Uh, can't you know, cancer, yes, uh, accidental death, yes, murder, yes. Um, died from doing something stupid. Nope, I can't think of anybody really. Um, the closest, the closest I can come to that, I guess, would be I, I knew a dude who went to a uh, like a off road four wheeling park, yeah, you know, where they had like hills and trails and shit like that, and they had a big hill that was popular for people to try to get up it's uh, um it was like a, a pretty steep climb but it wasn't ridiculous uh so lots of people like to attempt it and he was riding his four-wheeler uh up it with like and people are going up it constantly you know they, there's there's kind of a line so uh at one point the person in front of him uh got uh, stuck or something like that so instead of waiting it out um he got off of his four-wheeler and and walked off to the side to or something to look at it and the guy behind him in a truck uh who was in the process of going around him because he had stopped it hit him uh and i don't know if you call that death from your own stupidity he should everyone said he should have known better that to not get to get off his four-wheeler and get out of line uh but still it doesn't that's, that doesn't strike me as particularly stupid he probably just didn't think about it for a second i don't know but uh, that's the closest I think I can think of any of my friends dying from misadventure. I've had lots of friends hurt through misadventure. <laughs> that's a that's a completely different category. As a matter of fact, a large majority of my friends have hurt themselves doing something stupid. Just a just not death. All right. Well, let's see what you guys are talking about. Uh... Oh yeah. 
Brandon St. Randy says it was 38 and pouring when you mountain bike today. Yeah, and that, and that didn't work out too great for you, did it? <laughs> yeah, I I have no some people are really committed to that sort of stuff. You know, he's he's talking about mountain biking, you know, and, and the fucking cold and the rain. And people are especially bicyclists, I know they're a big one for that. Um, they're very committed to their routine regardless of the conditions. So I respect them for that. I don't like the fact that they think they should be on our roads. I realize that the law says they're supposed to be on our on the roads. It's a stupid law. There's a law there's a law around here that you can go to jail for spitting on the sidewalk. <laughs> Which actually I think is a good law, but it gives you advan an idea of laws that aren't always really applicable anymore. Um, like, for example, it is completely illegal to own an alligator where I live. Completely illegal. <laughs> For no real reason. Because <laughs> it was uh, it was a, mall, a law made in like 1918 for some stupid shit like that. If you look it out there, there's all kinds of stupid laws. Most of them are laws that just don't apply anymore and no one's bothered to ever have them stricken from the books. Um and there's a tons of them. Um, hold on a second. There you go. And they're they're out there. Like for example, here's an article about the 50 craziest laws from around the United States. Almost all of them are going to be backdated. You know, in Alabama, it's illegal to drive blindfolded. Of course, they're not going to give any context for how these were created. Uh, in Alaska, you can't put an animal in the back of an open vehicle. Yep. Uh, that means you can't have uh, your dog beside you if you drive a convertible. <laughs> uh, let's see. In Arizona, it's illegal for a donkey to sleep in a bathtub. By the way, I knew that one because I were these are all laws and not all of them, but most of them or laws that I read in a book when I was 10 <laughs> about uh, silly laws that no longer apply. Hold on a second. I got to pick, pick up a dog. I'm very, very, very uh, needy dogs today. Okay. At least she's not barking anything, right? I can have her in my lap. You guys don't care, right? She doesn't have fleas. <laughs> All right. Let's see what else we got to talk about. I feel, I'm starting to feel bad about the bicyclist falling to his death, so I don't want to make fun of him anymore. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, there's, uh, more shit coming out about that, uh, crazy shooter that shot up a couple of massage parlors. Uh, apparently a roommate says he, uh, that the dude ex had expressed shame over sex addiction, addiction, <clears throat> which, uh, surprises me. Cause I mean, how do you get, how do you get addicted to something that you clearly have never had? <laughs> okay. I'm being a dick now. Um, let's see. This dude, Tyler Bayless, 35, told Reuters that he had spent several months living in an Atlanta halfway house for recovering addicts with Robert Allen Long, the 21, the shooter dude. Bayless said he, who he was being treated for uh, drug addiction, said he was in a halfway house named Maverick Recovery with Long in late 2019 and early 2020, and last saw Long last February. He said Long had been treated for sex addiction and that he frequented Marge... Let's start it again. He said Long had been treated for sex addiction and he had frequented massage parlors <laughs> for explicitly sexual activity. Uh, Bay said Long was deeply religious and would become very emotionally distraught that he frequented these places. Huh. Okay, so he's a nutty nut. Um, so that probably 
takes care of uh, a couple of the theories that people had. A lot of people were thinking it was like another Asian racism thing because you've seen a lot of that kind of stuff in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, people, you know, news reports of Asian people being hit and spit on and things like that. I think we talked about it on the show the other day. So I can understand it being a thought that that might have something to do with this. But in this case, no. Uh-uh. Uh, he was just a nutcase uh, who liked going to massage parlors and felt bad about it. So he figured the solution would be to remove the massage parlors. Uh, I've heard rumors that he was on his way to like uh, Florida to shoot up the porn places next when he got caught. So hopefully we won't see him out in the public again. I can't imagine. There's no way that that guy's going to get off at this point. He'll probably plead guilty. I mean, it's uh such an open and shut case. There's no way that they would try to do anything else, I would assume. And uh, yeah, in other news, apparently it's just a bad day for uh, criminals because a half a ton of marijuana valued at over $8 million found by dog and routine traffic stop. That's a lot of marijuana. A thousand pounds of marijuana is a lot of mar- marijuana. I seriously doubt it has a street value of $8 million. Um, <laughs> I, but I don't sit, feel like sitting down and figuring out the prices and stuff. So We'll take that for face value. Uh, the incident occurred at approximately 11.15 a.m. on Tuesday, March 16th, when an Indiana state police trooper stopped a van for a moving violation near the town of Lowell, Indiana, about 50 miles southeast of Chicago. Uh, the officer approached the vehicle with police to speak with the driver, later named as 31-year-old Christopher St. Dumbass uh, from <laughs> McKinleyville, California, which subsequently... Sub- uh, which led to uh, an investigation of the exterior of the vehicle, including a canine sniff that caused the officer to ask about what was inside the van. During that search, troopers found a shitload of pot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Troopers discovered 38 large boxes and six plastic garbage bags. Uh, the, ba- the boxes were wrapped in plastic, excuse me, in black plastic wrap. Inside the boxes contained a total of 1,264 individually sealed bags each approximately weighing a pound and a half and containing a green plant material. A field test by rolling that sticky icky up and smoking it uh, revealed that it to be marijuana. Uh, and wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, this van is packed. You open up the back of the van it's, and it's like wall to wall. There's big bricks, you know, and, and a couple of garbage bags thrown in there for shits and giggles. And a conservative street estimate would be 5.7 to $8.5 million. Uh, dumbass was arrested on the spot and taken to custody uh, to the Lake County Jail, where he was preliminarily charged with dealing marijuana, a level five felony, and possession of marijuana with a prior conviction, a level six felony. I don't know what that means. <laughs> do we have Do we have any of our re- re- uh, resident uh, police officers around uh, <coughs> that can explain to me what the difference between a level five felony and a level six felony is? I don't know if it's a scale of one to 10 or a 10 to one. So I don't know if the six is worse than the five or the five is worse than the six. It sounds like the wor- the six is worse than the five, you would think, but I don't know. <laughs> um, and to answer your question, Brandy St. Brandon St. Randy, I don't know where my wife is. She's at work. I would assume she might actually be doing her job. <laughs> uh, you know, she can't always sit and listen to us talk while she's working. Actually, she probably can. She wears a, I wear an earpiece in my in my ear all day while I'm at work uh, to listen to music while still able to do my job. Um, and my wife has picked up the habit as well. So, like, you know, she'll be walking around listening to music while she's, you know, uh, taking care of the, the uh, members and the, all that good stuff. So she technically could be listening right now in the, 
you know, just not being able to type stuff out because she might be doing her job. <laughs> but hopefully she'll show up at some point. All right, let's see what else we got. Boston Marathon icon Dick Hoyt, who pushed his son in wheelchair, dies at 80. Uh, Dick Hoyt, I like saying his name, Hoyt, the man who famously pushed his son Rick in a custom racing wheelchair through 32 Boston marathons and more than 1,000 total races, died Wednesday morning. He was 80. 80 is good. I mean, that's not tremendously old, but you're not, like, super young. I, I think, like, 80 is the bare minimum for a living old age. If you die before 80 nowadays, it's pretty much a sad thing, you know, because people should make it to 80 now. Uh, anything 80 and up, you start to go, well, yeah, he was old. <laughs> But he died peacefully in his sleep in Massachusetts. Uh, one of his three sons, Russ Hoyt, told the Associated Press, he had an ongoing heart condition that just got the better of him. Uh, hmm. Russ said he and brother Rob told the news to Rick. Uh, Hoyt first pushed Rick, who is a quadriplegic and has cerebral pal palsy, in a 1977 race and entered their first Boston Marathon in a 1980 using a special racing wheelchair. Uh, they competed a total of 32 Boston Marathon races as well as other comp competitions. Uh, Hoyt became famous for his commitment to including his son in the races however he could. Yeah, it's, so good for him. That's very, you know, very good of him to try to involve his disabled son in the real world as much as he can. You know, quadriplegic or cerebral palsy, palsy, obviously, you're not getting out on your own that much. Um, but yeah, at, at that point, I don't, at 80, I don't think that's something to be super duper sad about, I don't think. Um, I damn this stupid dog. Do your dogs have no sense of self-preservation? Um, my dog's a small dog. It's on my lap right now. And, and as I sit here, she's squirming around to try to get me to pet her to the point where like, if I don't actively keep her from falling off, she's going to push herself right off of my lap, trying to get me to pet her. She, uh, she, uh, she has no sense of self-preservation. My dog Sadie does. My, my dog Sadie, you, you, if you watch her, she's careful about shit. You know, um, she doesn't jump up on things she doesn't think she can get to. She doesn't jump across things she doesn't think she can get across. You know, she she's careful going up and downstairs. My dog Lulu is a fucking madman. <laughs> she she will do stuff with no regard to her safety at all. <laughs> but she is a, she is a lovable little dog, so it's it's funny. All right, let's see. Why don't we go over to the OG and see what they're talking about? I haven't done that yet today, right? Uh, they're talking about pit bulls. They're talking about tuned and modified vehicles. It's a fun subject for me, but I'm sure you guys have heard it to death about my little car, um, which ironically I'm thinking about selling. I, I love my little Fiesta. It's a fun little car. I have the stage one kit on it, which is why I was talking to those people about tuned and custom cars, which isn't anything too drastic, but it does wake up the car a little bit. And during the summer and spring and fall, I love the car. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's not very practical. Like, uh, as I found out when I had to go uh, pick some stuff up the other day that I had to use my wife's vehicle instead of mine, which I hate, by the way. Holy fuck. That's why I have to remind myself whenever I think about getting rid of the car, which I'm thinking about getting rid of is driving my wife's car oh god i hate it so much it's so slow it's an automatic and there's no feel to, you feel like you're driving down the road in a couch like you're driving a couch <laughs> like i catch myself leaning over on on the armrest and resting my head my chin on my hand while i'm driving 
and that's no way to drive. But every winter, I really regret having my car because I can't drive it in the winter. It has all-season tires, and it's front-wheel drive. So you'd think it would be uh, okay, but it is not okay. <laughs> I have all kinds of people say, oh, I've got a front-wheel drive. It, uh, you know, it's not a big deal. And you have all-season tires. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have a manual with a respectable amount of horsepower? Yeah, it's, in certain regards, it's not that bad because I can just, you know, uh, ease it up in the second or, you know, and then pop in the third really uh, early to keep them spinning out. But it is a fucking pain in the ass to drive that car if there's any kind of snow on the ground. Uh, it, it, I tell people that the car doesn't have torque steer. And if you're not familiar with torque steer, uh, it's when you give the front wheels uh, too much power um, when they're trying to steer while you're trying to drive. Uh, and it will literally jerk your car one way or the other. Um, some, t- some cars have it lightly. Some cars have pretty severe torque steer. Normally, I have zero. Um, but if I hit the gas even a little too much, if there's snow on the gar- ground, my car will immediately twist. <laughs> like I could see myself going sideways really easy just by giving it a little too much gas on a really slick spot. So that being the case, I'm thinking about selling it. Um, mostly because I found out that I owe almost exactly what it's worth, at least retail. That's what the problem is. Uh, it, I would have to sell it myself. Uh, a car dealership's not going to give me what um, you could make on a private sale. And I, it's funny because uh, I was originally looking into an, uh, an auto refinance, but it's the, my, uh, the interest rates wouldn't be much of a difference to make it to be a big deal. But while that was happening, it told me exactly how much I owed on the car. I was like, huh. So for shits and giggles, I looked it up and it's worth about what I owe on it. And it's weird to have a, uh, um, <clears throat> two, almost three year old car worth that much. Cause there's people selling it for, not much less than what it was new. Like my car was technically 23,000, but I got discounts and stuff on it. So I paid 20,000. Um, and right now I could sell it for 17 to 19,000. Uh, that's mostly cause I've had it for two years and it's only got like 9,000 miles on it, but uh, it's weird how some cars will retain their value. There's no way that should be retaining its value. I think it's because they stopped making them. Uh, I have the last year. You can't buy a 2020 or 2021 of these because they stopped making them in 2019. So, so, uh, but I, but if I get something, it'll be all wheel drive. Uh, cause otherwise, why am I even bothering? And there's nothing I can afford in the all wheel drive category. That's cool or fun at all. <laughs> I'm, I might be able to swing a pickup truck because leases on them are pretty cheap because they're so popular, but, uh, Mostly we're looking at things like the Chevy tracks. Oh, it's basically a little minivan, but it's got all wheel drive. So uh, I'm trying to restrict it to Chevy because I got a friend who works at a dealership that can get me better deals. But if need be, I will branch out to a different brand. Assuming I can get my car sold. This is all just conjecture. I guarantee I'll probably go into the year with that car. Just come too lazy to sell it myself. Oh, there. Oh, on the chat box, uh, new Mazda three are badass, Jay, and they have all wheel drive. Yes, that's exactly what I would like. Um, that would be that would be nice. All wheel drive. Uh, such a great seller. They discontinue it. Well, but you got to remember, uh, in my car's defense, they discontinued all of their cars. It wasn't just the Fiesta. They they, they announced that after two thousand nineteen, the only thing that they're going to make for cars were the Ford Fusion and the 
Mustang. They discontinued all of their other models. And if they can, and if they did what they're supposed to do, now you can't even get a Ford Fusion. Um, Ford only sells pickup trucks, SUVs, and Mustangs. They don't sell cars anymore. G Rock said a WRX. Yeah, that's way out of my price range. Those are badass cars, but yeah, I, I can't afford something like that. Yeah, remember, uh, I'm more of a Ford Fiesta type of price range. <laughs> uh, I, uh, as I mentioned, I probably will end up with a pickup truck just because they have uh, really good prices as far as leases go. You can get way, a way more expensive truck than you can for most like other leases. I think because they have such a good resale value that the um, dealership's not losing much uh, when they lease it out for a couple of years. But I don't want a pickup truck. I'm just not, I just don't like them. I've had them in the past uh, and I had a pickup truck that I like, but that was way back in the day. I had a um, 1988 Jeep Comanche pickup truck <coughs> that had like a bazillion miles on it. It was starting to rust out, but mechanically it was spot on. Uh, and that was, th that was a lot of fun. Uh, I eventually uh, sold that to a friend of mine when I got a, my second Fiero. Fiero's. <laughs> okay, you know what? I guess the Fiero is a good example of why you guys shouldn't listen to me about cars at all. Because I loved Fieros. Hold on, I need to get a drink of water. <clears throat> uh, sorry about that. Yeah, I, I've had several. <laughs> um, uh, I realize it sounds silly considering how big I am, uh, but with the engine of a uh, Fiero being behind you instead of in front of you, that left all kinds of leg room. You know? So like you, you, if you ever sat in a, uh, a Fiero, you, you know what I mean? They got tremendous amounts of leg room. I mean, you're sitting really weird because you're like, it's a real flat, you know, you know, your legs are almost not even bending that much. Um, but it's a, but it's a, uh, for me, it was a fun car, super underpowered. And I was looking back and I realized they're pieces of shit, but I enjoyed it. How about you guys? You guys have any uh, cars that looking back on, you know, where they're kind of shitty cars, but you loved them when you had them. I had uh, cool cars that were way past their expiration date a couple of times. Like I had a, a 70, was it 73 T-Bird? Yeah, I think it was a 73 T-Bird. Um, had the big 460 engine in it, like an acre of hood. It was mustard yellow. I'm sure it's supposed to be like a metallic gold at one point, but uh, it was mustard yellow by the time I got it. Um, <clears throat> and and I love that car, and it was in poor shape, you know. Uh, I, but uh, it looked cool, and I, and, yeah, I didn't, didn't know any better. Uh, I also had a 76, I think it was a 76, Toyota Celica GT which was a badass little car. And now they're, if you have one in good shape, they're worth a fair amount of money. They're very collectible. Uh, but I just liked it because it looked like a, it, they'd taken a Mustang Mach 1 and kind of squeezed it together, it like a short version of a Mach 1. Um, and that was also in poor condition. It, it looked like a Road Warrior car. The, like the blue paint was very, very faded. It had dings and dents there, here and there. I had the ugliest rims. I didn't have rims. I had like the ugliest wheels you'd ever seen on a car. I think on that thing, uh, but I loved it. it. You could drive it ever anywhere. It was fucking, we used to take it on the highway going like 85 heading up to Lansing uh, where the college was um, to go party there and like, just leave it at 85 for like an hour and a half, two hours. It was a great little car uh, until the hose got all the, excuse me, a bell all tangled up and blew up the radiator. Oh, 88 Suburban Peach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
and drag off like a knock lot knockoff Lambo. Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be the, the problem that they had was the at the time the motor co- uh, company was not like this one united mass. There were sub outlets uh, of different divisions of the company doing different things. Um, and when they came out with the Fiero, the people that designed it just wanted to make it to be a cool, sporty little car. Uh, but GM in general was like, well, yeah, but you can't make it faster than the Corvette because we tr- we like to sell Corvettes more than we'd like to sell Fieros. So, um, and back then Corvettes were even kind of shitty and slow. Uh, I hate to say it, but it's true. So they were really kind of hamstrung with, with what they could do. Like the first couple of years of, uh, of, uh, Fiero, I don't even think you could get a six cylinder. All they had was what they called the Iron Duke. It was the shitty four cylinder. Uh, and despite being very small, because they were fiberglass, um, yeah, because that's not a plastic car, it's fiberglass, they are heavier than you would expect. Uh, they weren't super heavy, but they were heavier than you would think for that small of a car. And so then, uh, uh, so a not so light car with a shitty engine, they're slow as fuck. Later on, oh, plus they caught on fire. <laughs> the first year they had a whole bunch of, uh, um, the first year that uh, they had them, they had electrical fires, so it got a really bad reputation. They figured out the problem really shortly, and from '85 on, they never had a problem again. But it already, it already tarnished their reputation. So every year, the Fiero got better and better, and people bought less and less. The '88 was a there's the '86 and a half model is basically the last model, although there's like I think they produce small numbers of '87s or '88s or something like that. Uh, but by 86, the car was pretty fucking cool. They changed how it looked a little bit. They put a, a decent six cylinder in it. Uh, they'd upgraded the suspension and brakes, but, uh, too late. Yeah. All right. What are you guys talking about oh, on the uh, chat box? I haven't been paying attention except for the 84, the C4 Corvette was quick. Um, oh, I guess I'm thinking like I know someone who had a 1980 Corvette and I think it only had like fucking 200 horsepower or 180 horsepower or some shit like that. Um, I don't know a ton about Corvettes, so they might've recovered from that in the early eighties. Uh, I might've misspoken on that, <clears throat> but yeah, the uh, 1981 was horrible. <laughs> uh, I see, I see a couple few Corvettes up at the old country club too. Uh, not a ton because, uh, like most of the members want to buy something, if they're going to buy a sports car, they're gonna buy something flashier than that. But I believe there's like two of them and they're, they're really nice models, like the Callaway models and shit like that. And one dude's got a pretty, oh, we got a caller. Hey, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, hello there. Six time champ. Passive J. <gasps> What's going on there, champ? Hey, listen, I'm just sitting back in chat, and I'm listening to you. And being a total authority on coolness myself, mm-hmm. I can't let you go on talking about Fieros, buddy. <laughs> this is I a bullshit. Cool this is like a bullshit two-cylinder Ferrari kit car that wasn't even red, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't think they... Did they come in red? I don't never... Uh, the only ones I've ever seen were, like, white fu- and gray. They came in fucking maroon, for God's sake. It's like burgundy or something. It's like <laughs> the least cool, most faggoty vehicle on Earth, bro. I did not... You, I entered the conversation saying that, you know, I realized that they're not cool cars, but when I had one, I thought it was the coolest car ever. Well, do you think door wedges are the coolest ever? Because it's shaped <laughs> exactly the same. 
Uh, how about yourself? Did you ever have a car that that you really remember fondly that you really didn't realize it probably wasn't that cool of a car? Passive J, I just told you I'm an extreme authority on coolness. Why would I have a car that I thought was lame? Well, you might have learned later on that it was lame. You weren't always this ultra cool, right? It's genetic, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, did I do better if my 76 uh, Toyota Celica GT? Where's my crickets button? I can't find the fucking crickets, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus, my dude. God. Really? That bad? Oh, look. Have you, do you even know what they look like? Have you have you checked it out? A Toyota Celica? I'm only familiar with, like, the 1984 ones that kind of look oh. like, were like a super hatchback. Oh, and yeah, they were yeah, still no. for dorks. No, no. These, no. This was cool. It looked like a, Mach, a Mustang Mach 1, just like a, like a smaller version, like the, the flat back look to it. Um, it would be... yeah, see, holy crap. Look at all these people coming in. Holy, holy one second, Jay. What's up? Welcome, Daniel. Welcome, Frederick Kyle Hammer. Welcome, follow me to the underground live. This is where super cool people come together to talk about really uncool cars. <laughs> That's just mean. <laughs> see, they're telling me that the Celica GT was, was a good car over in the chat box. It wasn't a bad one. Um, I'm going to assume that my, see, I'm kind of going to let myself get hit in the face on this. Cause I know the cars I'm going to tell you aren't really super cool cars, but I enjoyed them quite a bit. I had a 2007, uh, Chevy Cobalt SS. I've told you guys before that, that I did quite a few modifications too. I am laboring under no illusions that that was a cool car. It was an economy ship box, but it was their fast version of it. And I enjoyed it quite a bit. To be honest how, how is it? How was it torquing in the winter? Was it torquing all over the place too? No, the torque steer. Yeah. Uh, no, it, not nearly as bad for a couple different reasons. One, I, that one, that one, I did put snow tires on, so I, I, it handled it better. And I had a torque dampener on that one, so it didn't have as much of the uh, uh, engine flex as most cars. Ooh, swaggy dude. Yeah. Welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the studio, Tron Cat. You're kicking it with the fucking six time goat and the Birdman. That's right. Yeah. Welcome to the. Th- Third best show on Pod on Podbean is that what it is? I think we're third best, right? After the yes, Sly yeah. Dog and uh, a Sly Dog's uh, fight companion and you, right? That's correct, sir. I will. You're, I will take the bronze. Thank you. You're still well above that stupid child molester milk dog and that stupid package man fucking UPS guy, homeboy eighty eight. <laughs> I can't be mean to people, you know me. But you can go watch away. out though. That big ditch herbal society is making a move. She's climbing the charts. Oh, is she? I, I talked to her a couple times. She always seemed, she's always nice to me. I mean, uh, I know people's opinions will vary, but you know, uh, just I, kidding. She ain't climbing nothing. <laughs> Shit, man. She's, she's exactly like Cap. The only time she ever gets more than three people in her shows is when they're about me. <laughs> yeah, you have been very popular lately. Um, you've been spreading the word about uh, how your awesomeness uh, left and right. Uh, I shit it barely a day goes by when you're not on uh, doing a show now. Um, it, it's fucking awesome. I'll be honest, to be honest with you. Well, you know, you gotta let your nuts hang sometimes, bro. God, goddamn right. Um, speaking of nuts hang, uh, I mentioned to everybody yesterday that I was getting a special guest on, but I didn't want to announce it yet until he confirmed. Well, he did confirm. So now I'm pleased to announce that on our 300th episode, because I'm going to wrangle it to make sure it happens that way. I will be having 
uh, comedian Adam Hunter on. Adam Hunter, if you're not familiar with him, he is a stand-up comic. He was a runner-up on Last Comic Standing. He's been on The Tonight Show and all the other shows. Uh, he has several stand-up specials, including one on UFC Fight Pass right now that you can go watch. Uh, and he's currently shopping a sitcom uh, that he's already shot the pilot for, uh, where he is the high school coach for wrestling. It's called, called Pinned. So you can go to his website and check all those things out. He's going to be with us on Friday, March 26th. So be sure to tune in. It'll be a good time. That was a professional <laughs> plug, Passive Jay. You're getting better at this, homie. Thank you, sir. I try. I try. Uh, but until then, you guys are going to have to put up with me just making up random topics. <laughs> so, but since we have the six-time champ here, you always have good stuff to talk about. What you got today, dude? Oh, there's not a lot going on on Podbean today. Basically the usual. I talked a little bit this afternoon about fucking stupid weed priests and <laughs> goddamn garbage pancake waitresses and how they're always asking for tips and not bringing the syrup fast enough. <laughs> um, weed priest. Uh, you know, I've, I I know what you're talking about in general. I'm sure you probably have someone way more specific. But I've seen yeah, that Father Brian Boldry. He thinks he's a oh. priest because he calls himself a father, but he has no credentials. He just smokes oh. a lot of bud. Oh, I thought you were talking about the actual weed priest. You know, these people that consider ganja and smoking part of their religion. You know, I always thought it was kind of just like a way to avoid going to jail for smoking pot. But uh, some of them take it pretty serious. You know, it's like, oh, ganja, the sacred weed. And I, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's, I just can't take that serious. And, what about what do you think? Do you think some of these people out there really are like that, or is it just like a thing? I think these people are dirty hippies that are allergic to soap. They should be put <laughs> in some kind of dirty hippie soap asylum where they're Fair forced out. to bathe and comb Fair. their smelly dreadlocks. <laughs> Once again, you've made the OGL uh, basin for hate intolerance, sir. Well, yeah, that was that was me last year, Jay. I kind of moved on now. We're, <laughs> we're into mega intolerance now. It's an all new ball game. Okay, we're into intolerance now. Awesome, dude. That's way easier, by the way. I, this is me trying to be tolerant when I didn't even know I was being intolerant was a big pain in the ass. So I can just so if any myself. so if any blacks or Mexicans got anything smart to say out there, call into Path of J right now and tell them why you're mad, son. <laughs> you're just causing trouble. You just like you're tell a how you line stepper. Tell us what you're going to do with your stimmy checks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do with my stimmy check. It's going right into the stimmy bank to pay stimmy bills. That'd be nice. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, we're not hurting right now, so I assume I could probably just take that $1,400 and throw it at something. But I really have most of the stuff I want now, I think. so. How many more pencil like sharpeners are you going to buy, Passive J? 42. <laughs> Passive J gets his stimmy check and he goes out and he buys a all golden Connect Four set. Ooh, solid gold Connect Four, man. That'd be awesome. Well, the only problem is you never can tell who wins. Platinum Castle Gray Skull play set. <laughs> See, the thing is, I feel like that if I go waste that $1,400 on something, immediately something in my house is going to break that costs about $1,400. So. <laughs> I 
Oh, Brandon says, I'm fucking you guys all up on Connect 4. He has actually, he's claimed that is, that is his game. He's apparently got some grand strategy to beat anybody at Connect 4. Uh, I'd love to meet him up, meet up with him and find out exactly what his strategy is. Yeah, being a master of vertical checkers is really impressive. It is. <laughs> Sly Dogs so is much, buying new So much Coon. strategy involved. <laughs> Sly Dogs is buying a new Maine Coon. That might be what happened with my wife's stimula- stimula- stimulation check. <laughs> stimulation check. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I told it's her money. I told, you know, it's, it's, I, for the most part, make most of the financial decisions around here, mostly because I've mentioned to you guys before, she doesn't give a shit and it's easier to just let me do it. Um, but she's like, she asked me, is like, well, can, you know, can I spend my stimulus check on so and so? I'm like, well, that's your check. You just spend it on whatever you like. You don't even have to ask me, you know, whatever you think $1,400 is good for Cause the last two or three of them, she's just let go into the bank. You know, we, we don't do this, my money, your money thing. It's just all just, just our money. She keeps a small separate account to make herself feel better. Cause she's been left uh, a couple times high and dry by ex-husbands. Um, but I have a really good feeling. She's probably going to buy a fucking cat with that. <laughs> it's Are you telling me, a- sorry, sorry, passive J timeout. Are you telling me you're cool with letting your wife, have a separate account so she can piss off on you at any specific second of the day? Actually, no. No, not really, to be honest with you. But I try to understand where she's coming from. Um, and it's you know, it's not a secret account. I know about it. She you know, keeps a little bit of extra money. In sorry, I'm sorry. Are you allowed to have a secret account so you can piss off at any time? Yeah, actually, technically, yes. Uh, she said, she, you know, she goes, you can have a separate account if you want. And she doesn't put a lot of money into it, so... It's well, a safety break blanket for her. I don't. I don't even know why she does it because she doesn't put enough money in there for it to do anything. Like she never has. Sir, are you aware of how much money she even has in there? What if she has a lot of money in there and she's withholding oh, no. it from you? You need to be no, a more no. jealous individual. <laughs> no, I know how much money is in there because uh, we we've talked about it before for doing when we're making different financial plans. It's just a. It's just a path of J. She's uh-huh. a woman, path of J. I know. She, she's not telling the truth. She's not telling the truth. Well, I understand where she's coming from. She's she's been. I'm her third husband, and both of her husbands fucked. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah, so she can play you like a fucking fiddle. Probably, but yeah, but she's nice to do that shit. She's a nice person. That's what they. That's the game. They present themselves as too nice to do that shit. Oh my god, Path of Jay, you're in trouble, bud. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, this isn't, yeah, I, this I, isn't I, looking good. I did not like. I didn't like the bank account thing at first. It kind of hurt my feelings. Yeah, I was like, "Why do you have a separate bank account?" She goes, "She goes in case I need it." Yeah, last t- last two times I got divorced, both the husbands took all the money and left me penniless. And I'm like, "Okay, well, that's not exactly a, an optimistic attitude to have on our relationship." Um, you better watch out, bud. She'll be down in sandals in fucking Jamaica in two seconds flat if you start acting up. <laughs> like i said i've i've seen bank account before i know i know what goes in and out of it she doesn't have a ton of money in there it's I, it's more I, it's not even enough money to make a difference like i, I think the most she's ever had in there is fifteen hundred dollars and that's all that just means she's going to have a hotel room for a couple days so you know but if it makes her feel better I, it's it's not enough money to for me to worry about it well no if i was you i'd probably smack her up a bit yeah <laughs> She knows karate, dude. <laughs> she does actually. She's a, she's a, a like a red belt, so I guess that's the belt below a black belt and, and some sort of fucking karate. Wait, so you let her control the finances and she can kick your ass? Passive J, you're a total cuck, brother. 
I, I don't let her control the finances. I control the finances. I have control of all the bank accounts. I pay all the bills. I make all the financial decisions. She doesn't even know what's going in and out of the bank for the most part. Um, but, uh, but look, Path of J, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you, buddy. Yeah. She's got her own bank account. She's bringing home cats whenever she wants, and she's making you wipe your ass with recycled toilet paper. <laughs> she's, she's playing you, son. Uh, there might be something to that. Yeah. Would I you would step out from behind the fart curtains for a quick sec and analyze this? <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't happy about the the recycled toilet paper. By the way, she brought her roll that that home. I'm like, yeah, no, no. I go, we, we don't. We've got fucking ten rolls of toilet paper sitting there, five boxes in the fucking garage because we have it unsubscribed to order once a month, and we don't go through a, a box in a month, so it builds up. Uh, God, that yeah, that's just too gross for me. I'm like, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, my wife works uh, with me at the country club and she's the, the manager of the ladies' locker room. Uh, one of the things they do in the ladies' locker room is to is make sure that the none of the bathrooms run out of toilet paper. So when it gets even close to being low, they take the toilet paper roll off and put a fresh one on. So what she did is she took all those little quarter and 10% rolls and rolled them together into one big roll of toilet paper and brought it home. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> You know how gross that is? That's nothing but toilet paper that's been hanging out in the bathroom next to people shitting. <laughs> I go, there's shit particles all throughout that thing. You you brought in like Satan's spawn into our house. It's it's contaminated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was mortified. I threw it I threw it on the OG just to make sure I wasn't the one who was being crazy. And it was one hundred percent united with me that that's fucking crazy. What's going on, Sly? If you've ever given somebody oral sex or received in your life, I guarantee you the bacteria in that is 10, times more than that paper product that was in the same room where people shitting. Oh, I know. But it's, 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 it's more of a mental thing than anything else. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> You're right. It's mental. I get it. <laughs> yeah. just, just some skeletal old lady hand reaching for the toilet paper roll, rubbing her skeletal itchy fingers along the side of it as she pulls it out and now now you've got like itchy old poopy hands all along the side of it so just yeah pass <laughs> i like i like how sly dog came in and injected with the science right there <laughs> like i wasn't yeah. just breaking your balls <laughs> <laughs> well he sounded like he didn't he didn't think it was a big deal really you know he's like oh that's not nearly as bad as you know as as, as having someone suck your dick i'm like okay <laughs> that's not where i thought it was going yeah, but that's uh, that's gross and weird. But for the most part, she's pretty awesome. I have uh, I'm I'm happy I found her. Uh, granted, we've only been married for uh, four years, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, yeah, four years. So it hasn't been very long. So we'll see how it works out. <laughs> that's not a good absolutely uh, incredible. That's not a good sign when you you end your relationship description with "We'll see how it works out." <laughs> Oh, there's somebody sidekick just entered the studio. Welcome, DJ Leisha Lashes. Oh my, oh my. Welcome to the other ground live. That's there right. won't be any drunken, slurring, goofy British limeys up here. But I'm glad you're tuned in anyways. <laughs> well, yeah, that's unlikely. When he called in last week, he called in the other day. He would seem fairly coherent. I, I don't know if it was early in the night for him. You guys tell me horror stories about him getting all fucked up. And I do remember a couple times, like early in my show, where, uh, where he called really blown out of his mind. But the last time he called, he seemed okay. So that's uh... he's, he's a bit like Grad One. He's really cool up until like the third or fourth White Claw. 
Ah, god damn that white claw. It gets the best of us, doesn't it? <laughs> then the, then the English is gone. <laughs> oh, There's man. no more enunciation. There's no more clarity. Yeah. Yeah, I I dude, it's, it's been so long since I drank anything serious. I I have no clue how I sound like drunk. I did actually the last time I got really fucking drunk was for a podcast. I did a for my last show, Barely Adequate with Chris and Jay. Um I did Who's a Chris? drunken show. What I'm sorry? Who's Chris? Chris was the uh, guy that I was doing the show with. Uh just he's actually a male nurse in Seattle that I met through the internet, uh, that Kevin Smith forum. We did uh, a show for a couple of years. Wait a minute. You actually made friends through a Kevin Smith forum? Yes. Hey, uh, DJ, oh, I tried Christ. to call for some reason. It, it didn't uh, work out. Try calling again. I'll, I'll pick up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, met, I met him through a Kevin Smith forum. Uh, back before I was hanging out in the OG, uh, Kevin Smith had a small forum for uh, his fans to talk with, and he would hang out on there um, occasionally, and his wife hung out on there. So I, I, I became friends with uh, some of the people on there, and he was one of them. So uh, when I was looking for a co-host for the show, uh, he was willing to do it, and he was pretty good at it. To the point so, where so what do, once that once that sorry path of Jay, so what do you guys talk about in this? What do you guys talk about in this Kevin Smith form? You're like, oh my god, I really love how you didn't say anything in your last movie. It was so awesome the way you just stood there and let fucking the other guy do everything. Yeah. So, so, so well, come on, you know, the his acting is like the least of what he does. You know, he's the writer, director, and all that good stuff as well um, for those movies, and. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm assuming you knew that. Yeah, I assume you didn't think he just was Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah, I know all that. I'm being a cack. <laughs> I'm being a cack. Yeah. Uh, but no, we talked about all kinds of things, just just like you do uh, on the OG. You know, um, talking about Kevin Smith actually became like not much of a thing there to talk about everything else in the world. Uh, but anyways, that's where I met him. And he did he did a good job with the podcast with me. He actually moved on to do another podcast that he's still doing right now. Uh, a horror-based podcast called The Podcast Macabre. Um, I've done a couple of closers for them. Uh, it's, their podcast is all about horror movies and that sort of thing. So if you're into that sort of thing, it's a good, it's a pretty good uh, show. It's not on Podbean, though, so you know, fuck all those guys, right? That's fact. Big fact. Big facts, right? Because Podbean's a family, yo. Podbean is a family. That's right. Just like any other family, it's dysfunctional and fucked up. <laughs> Shout out to my homie Popski out there. Right on, right hope on. You're having a, hope you're having a good one across the pond, Pops. Man, you guys are, and, and you really have interacted with a lot of the people in Podbean. I, I try to do that. Um, you know, I've listened to other people's shows, and, and a couple that I've listened to weren't bad, and I like, and I, I would call and talk to them, and I enjoyed talking to them. But uh, there's a, just a shitload of them that are garbage. Not to be mean, but like I'll, I'll tune in. And I'll listen to like five or ten minutes, and I'll lose des- any desire to even interact with these people. I mean, I know it's it's good for my Podbean career to you know interact with other hosts that meet other people and interact your and have your like uh, different fans inter you know mingle and such. So you know you pick up some people from them; they hopefully pick up some people from you. I understand how that works, but some of them I'm just oh, it's not worth it to me. I'll listen to five or ten minutes. I'm like, dude, I'm done. <laughs> I don't care if I get any if fans calling this into this dude. I, I can't listen to this anymore. Here's the thing, Path of Jay. You have to wonder about people that are totally unknown for anything and they don't have any level of expertise and they're willing to go online every day and tell people about their opinions and expect people to care about their opinions. 
Yeah, well, you know, I realize what kind of know. what kind of math of narcissist does it take to hold a show where you're the expert about your own opinions? Ah, so so that so that's what so that's what everybody does here on Podbean is they kind of suck their own dick a little bit, pretending to be an expert on something, and then when they realize that they don't have anything to talk about, they just become a hangout for friends, and then you end up having chill Will and fucking Lady Me. Up here, burping and farting while Milk Dog fucking falls asleep every day. <laughs> oh, so that's how that works out. See, and don't get me wrong, I realize this show is fairly narcissistic for me. Uh, I just come on here and talk and just assume that you guys want to hear what I have to say. So I understand that. I understand I'm being a little hypocritical here, but I like to think that I at least try to make it a semi-professional sounding podcast or, or at least a show that people would like to listen to. There's shows on there like they're exactly what you just said. There's two people that don't even really care if there's fucking people listening to them anymore. They're just having a good time talking to themselves. That's the right path of Jay. It is all one big exercise in looking at yourself in the mirror and thinking you're good. That's exactly what I'm doing. I have a mirror in front of me while I talk. <laughs> no, off to the side, but uh, I can actually see myself in it. It, it. And now that you say it, it's weird. And I can't stop watching myself while I'm talking. <laughs> uh, shit, we got time for one more topic. You got anything you want to talk about, sir? Oh, boy. Let me see. I already talked about such awesome topics today. I'll give a quick shout out to my sponsors. I want to shout out Anabolic Steroids. And everybody out there take some anabolic steroids so you don't end up looking like Fox the Cipher. And I also want to thank Super Soco Original Fruit Drink and Tangeray London Dry Gin for making the sweetest Super Soco and gins he ever did see in the hood. Shouts out to the West Side, A-Tray, Deuce Tray, Double Nutty, and Saint G-Block Chris as well from Great right Street in Wass. All right, well, I guess we're West Side. I should probably put a shout out to our new sponsor. As I mentioned to you guys last week, we are now sponsored by Big Dick Pills. That's right, Big Dick Pills, where the name says it all. Do you want a big dick? Then you need Big Dick Pills. Sold at convenience stores and gas stations near you. There we go. So I'll I'm going to talk to Timberland for you, Jay. That's an embarrassing sponsor. We'll get you some boots. Yeah. You'll be fine. I don't know. I'm proud to have Big Dick Pills as my as my sponsor. I mean, you know, who doesn't want a bigger dick? I mean, I don't, but most people do, I assume. Well, can you at least get some on-brand shit like Viagra? Hey, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's Yeah, that'd be, you know. Greg one says I should have Huel as my sponsor. I really should, dude, since that's all I eat or talk about now, right? They, they, yeah, you, get, you gave them more than enough free promos. Yeah, exactly. They need to start. There's at least six. There's at least sixteen people worldwide that are now interested in what the fuck it is that Passive J actually drinks for vegetables. <laughs> vegetables for practically everything. Yeah, um, it is like at least two thirds of my diet. I drink two thousand calories worth of fuel every day, and then I try to eat whatever else I can to get the other thousand calories that I should be eating and fail mostly. Passive J, I swear but, to God, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 2,000 calories of liquid mm -hmm. are you in a fucking nursing home are I, you attached to a fucking defibrillator or something why would anybody drink that much fucking ah! <laughs> I swear to god uh, well you know you, I'm snapping out <laughs> well you know I don't want to go into my stomach issues again there's pretty valid reasons why I do that because there's very little I can eat today without messing up my stomach and Huel's one of those few things one of those few things um, 
but that's why it's 2000 calories, but not 3000 calories. Cause I realized you do need some solid food throughout the day. So I normally have a Huel shake in the morning and then another one when I get home from work and then I'll have a meal and a couple snacks while I'm at lunch. I'm, excuse me, a lunch and a couple snacks while I'm at work. So <clears throat> do whatever I can to get the calories in me, sir. I suppose so. I suppose so. Have you had, have you tried Tangeray and Super Thaco? No, uh, Tangeray is liquor, correct? Yes. Okay, I don't know what. Lots, the... lots of lots of lots of calories in liquor. Oh, really? Uh, what was right. the other one again? Super Thaco, original <laughs> fruit drinks. Oh no, that sounds delicious though. I want a Super Thaco now. It's like the Fago of the West Coast, except it's not affiliated with any gay fucking clown rappers. Ah, uh, Sly Dog wants to know if I can do a Beavis and Butthead impersonation. <laughs> he said impersonation. <laughs> So no, not not a really good one. Let's see if I can do a Beavis and Butthead impression. Hey, Passive J. Ha, ha, ha. No, I can't. I can't do it. It sucks. <laughs> Sorry, Sly. <laughs> Another good impersonation. <laughs> I'm Cornholio. <laughs> I need TP for my bunghole. That'd be about it. <laughs> I can't. I can't do an impersonation. I can say a couple catchphrases, but uh, that that's not the same thing as being able to impersonate somebody. So no, to answer your question, no, I can't. All That's right. facts. That is facts. All right. It looks like we're about at the end of our show. I want to thank the six time champ for calling in. You go ahead and see, walk your ass out of here. We... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, goddamn right. He is. I want to thank you guys for listening. I can't do the show without you. Uh, I say that every time and it's true every time. Otherwise it's just me talking to myself and who wants that? <laughs> uh, once again, uh, be aware that we're going to have Adam Hunter on next Friday, not tomorrow, but next Friday. And I will, but I will be back tomorrow, which is uh, Friday at six o'clock to do this shit all over again. I hope you guys join me. Uh, but until next time, I'm Passive J. You guys have yourself a great day. Theme tune for the OG. Yeah.